Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Fantasy Best Friends Forever. This is the Fantasy Best Friends Forever here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Alongside Frankie Stanfield, I am Greg Sussman. Frankie, what's going on, buddy? Greggy, here we are getting ready for week nine. We'll have Dr. A on the show today. Talk about yeah. a lot of injury updates. A lot of injury updates in this game tonight, too. A slobber knocker between the Raiders and the San Francisco 49ers. The Battle of the Bay Area. It'll be a fun one, Greg. Raiders, three-point dogs tonight in San Francisco. I don't get it, to be honest with you. I, I didn't get it. I'm really it. confused by it. I didn't it. get it even before the C.J. Beathard injury. Yeah, that means nothing to me. Like, <laughs> I, I, I don't get it because maybe I'm wrong. But, like, Derek Carr is, like, a, a competent, right? Well, he moved the ball down the field. He's thrown for a lot of yards this year. Right. The team just struggles in the red zone. They haven't actually scored a lot of points. Look, there's no way around this. Both teams are bad. Very like, they're bad. both one-win teams. Very bad. Like, there's no doubt about that. The Raiders are a better team than the 49ers right now. Like, easily. It's lost to the Cardinals. They don't have a quarterback. Their quarterback's someone named Nick Mullins. <laughs> I don't know who that is. Son of Chris Mullins. Really? No. <laughs> I mean, Chris maybe. Mullins. I don't know. His name is Chris Mullins, so probably not. But that's the All point. Right. Like, I don't know who Nick Mullins is. There's, I'm looking up. There's no S on the end of Chris? No, it's Chris Mullins. It's, right. And it's spelled an I. That's why. So, is he still the coach for St. John? Is yes. that a thing? Yeah. Uh, so this guy evidently went to Southern Miss. Uh, he went undrafted. Here's your, uh, your scouting report on Nick Mullins, uh, he went potential un- starting quarterback tonight for the 49ers. He was signed to a reserve future contract this past January. He was waived in September of this year, then re-signed, promoted to the active roster once Jimmy G got hurt. Do you know, because I, I actually do know the answer to this, do you know who Nick Mullins' backup is tonight? If he does start and C.J. Beathard doesn't play. Clipboard Jesus. No, good, good guess that. <laughs> I just feel like he's everywhere. Yeah, yeah, good guess. Like he's just kind of like fair, omnipresent. Listen, fair guess. <laughs> uh, not clipboard Jesus. Um, not. Uh, who else is out there? It's one of those guys. One of those guys. It's one of those guys. Uh, Starts in the NFL every year, and you can't understand how. I know. I have a few names that are kind of like rattling around in my mind. Drew Stanton. No, good guess. Oh. Excellent guess. That was the one. That was my guess. That was it? That was the guess. Like, Drew Stanton was Clipboard great. Clipboard Jesus and Drew Stanton are like classic. In Cle- How do these guys end up starting games, but they do? Stanton's in Cleveland still, It's like Nate Sudfeld or something? Oh, and a great guess as well. Uh, he's They're in all Philly. kind of like in the same He's category. in Philly. We were looking for Tom Savage, unfortunately. Ooh. We were looking for Tom Savage. You know what? I'd probably start Tom Savage. Probably. Wouldn't you? Yeah. Like over Nick Mullins? He started a game. He was the opening day starter last year for Houston. Opening day. That's what we're going with. He was. Uh, yeah, I mean, regardless, uh, I'm with you here. I'm with you here on uh, hammering the Raiders tonight to win this game. I mean, even with C.J. Beathard, I just didn't understand. Uh, again, both teams are bad. I think the Raiders are a little bit less bad, I guess, is right. what we're going to go with here. Uh, but, you know, they actually have a few more weapons. Matt Breida banged up. He's banged up every single week. Mm-hmm. He still finds a way to play every single week. Sure. Obviously, we'll get more from Dr. A on that. Uh, but just, I think, a little better overall weapons. Offensive line played well for the Raiders last week. Uh, Doug Martin ran the ball well, aside from that fumble. Jalen Richard doing his thing. Uh, they have a mishmash of wide receivers right now. The 49ers can't cover anybody. Um, yeah, I'm with you. I'm on the Raiders. If Love the Raiders. If C.J. Beathard plays, I'll take the over. If he doesn't play, I'll take the under. I think, I think that is actually a difference maker between them really? scoring like an extra touchdown in this game. That is the first time in his life C.J. Beathard's ever been called a difference maker. <laughs> Yeah, ever. well, when the total is 45 and a half on a Thursday night football game, Greg, you know I love to hammer the love over the on over. Thursday night games. You know what's really funny? If Nick Mullins starts, how can we depend on the Raiders to score more than like 10 points? You know what's really funny is that when we started doing this on Thursday nights, always love the under. 
Always love the under on Thursday nights. Yeah, but there's been a change, though. Like, last 100%, year, dude. last year, I mean, Absolutely. these Thursday night games were ugly. There was no points being scared. The pendulum has swung the other way this season. Absolutely agree. It's, you know, it's too short of a week now. Defenses can't recover. It's, it's not enough time to game plan for your opponent. You just, I mean, we've seen a lot of big plays happen on Thursday night. Um, there's just, there's just a lot of points being scored right now. The pendulum has swung the other way. So, you know... Last Friday, I came here and I said, look, we need to hammer the over in every single Thursday night yep, game. Yep, 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 yep. Except when Nick Mullins is the starting quarterback. How do you, you have any faith in that guy scoring points tonight? No idea. No idea. Unbelievable. Uh, they're going to start somebody named Nick Mullins tonight. Uh, the question becomes, and I, have, I, I do have this on my team, Alfred Morris tonight. Matt Breida, practicing limited. You know that ankle still bother. Uh, Raheem Mostert, practicing in a limited fashion. Uh, he's bothered and hampered as well. Just a would you start Alfred Morris tonight? Is there any way you could do that? I brought him up during the waiver wire show in case Matt Breida doesn't play in this game. That's really the only way. If Looks Matt like Breida goes, to. like, Breida could be as limited or miss the entire week and still end up getting 15, you know, to 18 touches. That's what he did this past week. Yep. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if he plays, I'm just going to trust that they're going to give him the lion's share of carries unless he gets hurt within game, and obviously we can't predict that. Totally. Totally agree with you, man. Yeah. Uh, on the San Francisco side... Outside of Brita as like a high end flex, maybe low end RB two, just because there's six teams on a buy, mm-hmm. and it is a good matchup against the Raiders. George Kittle is probably the only other startable fantasy option in this game. Marquise Goodwin, I know he he had the lone reception last week that you know, he went to the house, fifty yard touchdown, but you can't depend on that. His targets have been all over the place, especially with the quarterback situation up in the air. Don't want anything to do with the 49ers weapons outside of George Kittle and maybe Matt Brita. I agree. I on I the agree. Ra- on the Raiders side, side of thing, yeah. things. I mean, there there's a there's a few guys here. I think uh, I have Doug Martin starting as a flex option. This I agree. Week. Jalen Rashard certainly. Jalen Rashard definitely in PPR. He's a low end RB two. Uh, in half, he's half and non PPR. He's a I think he's a flex option. Um, same thing goes for Doug Martin. The uh, the 49ers run defense actually started the year very well, but they've kind of fallen off here. So I like those two guys. Again, it's really just the running backs and the tight ends. If you look at it on both sides of the football here, the 49ers, George Kittle, the Raiders, Jared Cook. I mean, top five tight end this year mm-hmm. uh, in terms of fantasy production. He's the one constant week in and week out in this Raiders offense. Uh, for the wide receivers, it's a good matchup. You want to like it, but who? Jordy Nelson, target who? share. Who? 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 Jordy Nelson, we can't trust. Uh, same, uh, you can't, can't trust anybody. From Jordy Nelson to Brandon LaFell to the architect, Seth Roberts. It's kind of just, all right, this guy's going to get five targets, 40 yards. Uh, who, who do you trust to, to offer you upside out of that group? Um, each one of these guys is not. I would, I would try and find anybody else as a wide receiver three, even with the six teams on a bye. Yeah, I, I'm totally with you. This is complete desperation in Oakland. I know you want to target San Francisco, and it really could be anyone. It could be Jordy. It could be the architect. I'm not banking on LaFell or Martavis Bryant at this point. Um, so if you're desperate... What I feel most comfortable with is probably Jordy, um, then, then Seth Roberts. But This is so frustrating to yeah. Greg. You look at this mm-hmm. matchup for the Raiders wide receivers tonight. The past four games against opposing wide receivers, the 49ers defense has allowed six touchdowns mm-hmm. to wide receivers over the last four games. Yep. So they've been getting torched. You look at the past three games specifically, these are PPR points to opposing teams wide receiver corps. 44.3 last week to the Cardinals with Josh Rosen throwing them the football. 37.1 to the Los Angeles Rams. They actually kind of limited the Rams, which is, that was just a girly game. And then in week six against Green Bay, 53.4 fantasy PPR points to opposing wide receivers. Uh, obviously, 264 yards and two touchdowns. That was, uh, MVS had a big game there. Devontae Adams had a big game. It's a great matchup. There's just, who do you trust out of the, out of the Raiders wide receivers? I wouldn't want to do it. Yeah, I it just sucks. I, it's too, it's too hard. It, yeah. It's too hard to figure out. I agree. It sucks. It, it sucks. Pivot somewhere else. Yeah, probably have no choice. So that's Thursday night football for you. Barn burner. Barn burner. <laughs> oh man, uh, and I know this, these last few Thursday night games have been brutal. This week on, who do we get on Monday night? Oh, the Cowboys. Great. Cowboys. The and Cowboys. Titans. Cowboys and Titans. I, you know, I beg the football gods to stop giving us cute like Texas football teams in prime time. There's a little bit more luster around this game because we get to see the debut of Amari Cooper, but not it's really. still I don't care. It's not great by any means. Do you know who the Week 10 looking at it. matchup for Monday Night Football is, Greg? 
I'm looking at it. I'm going to pull it up right now, actually. No, no, no. Before you look at it, please just I, guess. I, I, I don't know. I know. I, know. I want you to guess it. So I know after it, that, we, we, got, we got Kansas City. It's and potentially have, worse than tonight's game. Seriously? Monday night football. So, we, I know we, so I know we have Kansas City and L.A. I believe the, the, week, the week after that, or the two weeks after that. So that will be amazing. In Mexico okay. City. They so really want to... This is like a... This, this is classic like WWE booking, right? Like they tear you down before they give you the main event? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So week 11, Monday Night Football, you're saying we have Rams and Chiefs. Uh, the week 11 or week 12? Uh, yeah. Week 12, they have the... One of those two weeks, yeah. Week 10? I'm telling you, they're tearing you down. They are do you, tearing do you, do you, do you know what down. Thursday Night Football is in week 10? I do not. Uh, I, I think you? it's the Panthers and somebody. It, it is. Wrong. Solid game. Carolina and Pittsburgh. Good game. Oh, that's more than a solid game. It's good a great game. game. Good game. It's a very good game. So we're happy with that. That's a fun game. We're happy with that. But this is what they're doing. It's like one week we'll give you a great matchup. Right. One week we'll give you a terrible matchup. All right, so let me me think about this. It's a terrible game, you're telling me. Monday Night Football. Monday Night Football. Is it the Giants and the 49ers? That's exactly it. Crushed it. It's so... How bad is that? I didn't look. That sucks. It should have been good, man. The Giants, Saquon Barkley, Jimmy G. We gotta be able to flex out, like, Monday Monday Night night We gotta... We have to find a way. Oh, do you know what Sunday night it is, by the way? This Sunday night? No, this Sunday night next week. Well, this Sunday night's great. The Battle of the Goats. Yeah, it'll be great. Did you see Aaron Rodgers' comments on that? No. He said, you know, one guy has five rings, the other has one. There's not much of a discussion. Love it. At least he knows. It's true. Um, Dallas is back in prime time. <laughs> Facing the Eagles. Dallas, Eagles. Dallas, Philly. Sunday night football. <sighs> we really have to get over this <laughs> America's team thing. I mean, it's true. They do bring the best ratings. Like, I hate to say it, but... Yeah, because they have the most fans for no reason either. Why do the Yankees have the sorry, most fans? I'm, I'm sorry, Corey. Why do the Yankees have the most the, fans? The Cowboys are not a fun team to watch. They're just not. No, they're boring. Look, they play good defense and they run the football a lot. I mean, they're, it's not, they're not exciting games. No, sir, they're not. They might be close games, especially against the Eagles. I, I understand why they're doing it. NFC is up for grabs right now. Like, whatever. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. I guess I don't much more in Thursday Night Football. No, there's not much. We have Dr. A coming up, by the way. Uh, yeah, we could jump into like quarterback or tight end rankings if you just want to like throw it out there for now. I don't. I don't okay. want to do that until a little bit later on in the show, right. to be totally honest with you. Let's go over some of the headlines. How about that? Yep. Some of the non, um, non-Thursday yeah, maybe night Maybe we should preview headlines. some of like, the, the injury guys that we're going to talk about, right? Like whether these guys are practicing or not? Well, we can do that. Yeah. Do we, we have anyone out yet? Yeah, so let's get into that. Kiki Cutie is returning. He was cleared for practice, which means he should yeah. be good to go for the game. Practice in a limited fashion yesterday. Yeah, so... That's really good uh, for him and for the Texans. You, you thought he would not be active, you said yesterday. You did not expect him to be active for this game. Have your opinions changed? Uh, slightly. I mean, you know, I want to see how he goes to practice for the rest of the week because just because you practice once doesn't mean that you're going to play. I mean, we saw a couple of weeks ago Dalvin Cook practice on Wednesday, a full practice, and now and he, Thursday. Hasn't, he hasn't played for the next two games. So uh, just because you practice doesn't mean that you're going to go. So I haven't necessarily changed my opinion on it yet. Let's see what happens in the next two days. Okay. Uh, also returning, I mentioned this yesterday, Cooper Cup cleared for practice, and they said, and they had said on Sunday that if this was a playoff game, he would have played on that past Sunday. But I was like, that doesn't necessarily mean he's coming back next week. I mean, this dude plays with what we thought was a torn ACL. Um, but now, he practiced in a limited fashion yesterday as well. He looks to be good to go for Sunday. Would you get Cooper Cup back in your lineup? Yeah, definitely. He's, he's going to be a wide receiver too, just based on the matchup here. And I know the Saints... Defense has actually played better as of late. The addition of Eli Apple obviously strengthens their cornerbacks, their their secondary. Uh, Mar- uh, Marshawn Lattimore has bounced back here. Um, yeah, defense is just playing better. But a 60-point game total between the Rams and the Saints in the Dome. There's going to be a lot of points scored. Uh, if Cooper Cup plays, he's a mid-range wide receiver too. Okay. Um, yeah, there you go. He... Mid-range wide receiver two returning is Cooper Cup, which is fantastic news. Uh, bad news for us with Josh Reynolds. Hey, who did we get in those waiver wire? By the way, I haven't looked. We yet. Uh, we scooped up both Detroit Lions wide receivers, being T.J. Jones and Brandon Powell for for dirt cheap. Greg, such a Florio thing. Look, I'm telling you, such a Florio thing. These are uh, how deep do these rosters go? They're like 20, 22 man rosters, so like they're deep. The waiver wire is bad. Like it's barren. Uh, Quincy Nunwa, he was out there. I thought he was a sneaky ad. He went for over a hundred bucks. This is in a thousand dollar budget. You know, we have we had we still have over fifty percent of our budget left. Can I just ask for one favor this week? Yes, sir. I'm looking at our starting lineup. Mm-hmm. I only want to take out one guy. I like the starting lineup looks good. It looks strong. I haven't even said it. I thought you did. I might have. I, but there's one guy I want to take out. 
I think I did set is it this. Taylor Gabriel, because I don't like him. It's Taylor Gabriel. Can I start whoever I want for Taylor Gabriel? You give me that I think ability. The only option that we really have, though, is Marquez Valdez Scantling. That's who I'm putting in at New England. M V S. It's going right into the lineup, Frank. I'm excited about that. I'm yeah, excited. About I, that. I don't have a problem with that because Taylor Gabriel not only dealing with an injury, but at Buffalo, it's going to be cold weather there. It's going to be a defensive game. Not a lot of points scored on either side. He could potentially be matched up with Tredavious White as well if I'm Allen Robinson doesn't play. Uh, yeah, so I'm all right taking Taylor Gabriel out for Marquez Valdez. I am pumped about this. Who, who are we playing here? I do like Anthony Miller, though. I like Anthony Miller in that matchup. The Bills have uh, been eaten up by slot receivers. We just saw we don't, we don't, we don't Julian Edelman we don't, do that. We don't have Anthony Miller, though. No, I'm just talking about within that game. Oh, okay. Because, <laughs> you know, I'm poo-pooing the, the Bears passing attack, but I actually do like Anthony Miller as a sneaky wide receiver three this week. Yeah. I'm interested to see uh, Florio's article that comes out today. Shameless plug for Florio. That was... Shameful plug is what that was. Shameful plug. <laughs> oh, the team we're playing uh, is pretty good. They're four and four. Yeah, no, this is a, this is a big matchup because we're also four and four. The team is very good. This though. could be something that potentially matters for the this playoffs. Is, this is road. not good for us. Really? Let, me read, let me read you his lineup. Yeah. I, I already kind of looked at it. I didn't feel like I, I wasn't right. that scared about can I, it. Can I just tell you out loud? Go look at it. Aaron Rodgers. I'm looking at it. It's the quarterback. Tough, tough spot. Aaron Rodgers. All right, we have Cam Newton against Tampa Bay. I like that matchup. Better. Running backs: Carryon Johnson and Melvin Gordon. All right, uh, Theo Riddick returning, so he's going to take away some receptions from carry-on, and the Vikings have been pretty good against the run. I think he's canceled out by Mark Ingram. Melvin Gordon uh, is obviously better than Adrian Peterson, but it's a good matchup for Peterson right. against the Falcons, too. I don't, I don't mind where we're at right now. Does it get a lot worse? No. Devontae Adams. We're in a good spot here, Greg. All right, we're in. Let's go. <laughs> we have our Antonio Brown versus Devontae Adams. That's potentially a wash. Yeah. Uh, Robert Woods against his Traquan Smith. I like our matchup a lot more. MVS against Allen Robinson. You don't even know if Allen Robinson's going to play. And even if he does, we just talked about how whoever's the number one wide receiver in that game is going to see Tredavious White in a defensive battle. So MVS over Allen Robinson. We have Gronk against Kyle Rudolph, who, you know, they're basically the same person at this point. They both suck. Aaron, all right, I like his Tariq Cohen better than our Aaron Jones. It's close. But I like Aaron Jones as a flex. Yeah. Greg, we're in a good spot. Don't worry, buddy. Yeah. Found it. Feeling much better now. I appreciate that. Coming up next, Dr. A from Inside Injuries joins the program to give us the latest on all the injuries around the league. Frank Stample, Greg Sussman, your fantasy BFFs. Back after this. DailyRoto.com. Learn from the game's best DFS players. We don't just give you premier advice. We play every day. All major sports, all year round, we never stop. Industry-leading DFS tools and custom projections. And now, the DailyRoto.com Optimizer. In minutes, build an optimized lineup for cash games and tourneys. Learn from the game's best DFS players. Join DailyRoto.com. Just read a report, by the way, about Randy Orton saying, you know, he's in Saudi Arabia. And they're like, what do you feel? Like, John Cena didn't show up. He's like, does he even wrestle anymore? And he's like, yeah, I love pulled Randy. out. And Orton's like, listen, I got five kids. They pay me a S-load of money to come here. I'll go wherever they tell me to go. Who's that other dude who, who his whole shtick was, I he, got kids. He's Slater. That's Randy Orton. I got five kids. Not, I got five kids. I got to you know, do my thing. Isn't it with, like, multiple women, too? Yeah, he's married. Randy Orton's kind of like a... So I think, you know... He's, he's had, like, a weird background, Randy Orton. Yeah, we'll get into that off the air. But, like, <laughs> he, uh, I think he's had, like, two wives, though. It wasn't, like, multiple, multiple... Like, and weren't both of them, like, within the WWE kind of... No, I don't think either of them were. Really? Actually, yeah. I could be wrong about so that. Maybe he had a fling with one of them. He definitely, definitely I, could have. Yeah. All right. I don't know. Wait, who? I don't know. All right. We'll t- again, we'll talk about it off the air. <laughs> on the air, we're going to talk to Dr. A from Inside Injuries. What's going on, Doc? How are you guys? I was trying to see what the injury angle was here, you know, with that conversation, but I couldn't come up with anything. Oh, we were just trying to, maybe you, do you, do you know who Randy Orton married? Yeah. Who, who's your favorite wrestler, Dr. A? <laughs> um, unfortunately, there's not many injuries in wrestling. There's especially... a lot of injuries in wrestling. What are you talking <laughs> not... about? Fake injuries, Greg. <laughs> fake injuries, yes. That's not so, true. Unfortunately, it's hard to predict fake injuries. <laughs> They're not fake. There's major concussions there, there and are, torn ACLs. Roman Reigns has leukemia, Doc. Leukemia. That is true. Very sad. <laughs> laughing. Now. I'm, I'm sorry. Right. To, but, let's get in. Let's get into some real injuries on the NFL field, which you can help us with. We 
Uh, ended the last segment talking about Cooper Cup and his return from injury. Um, he's, it's been a couple of weeks. We, I believe Virginia told us last week he had a grade two sprain of his MCL. Um, yep. He, he expects to return this week. Is that too soon? It is. It's uh, it's too soon. Uh, it's a grade two MCL sprain. You know, these things uh, take longer to heal. He's putting himself in extra jeopardy uh, by doing that. Right now, we're showing that he is 53%. And so week 10, he'll be back up to 80%, which is at peak health in our system. So he is still 27 percentage points away from being completely ready to go. And his injury risk is 21%. There's no reason why he should be starting this week. Um, he would be putting in and be jeopardizing the rest of the season if he does come back this week. It's so interesting because it's literally the Raiders are eight, the Raiders. The Rams are 8 no here. If you if there's you no, there's no reason like, to keep would, him in. Exactly. <laughs> for, for like, why would you rush him back? For one week. If you just sit him for one extra week, you'll be fine and why, he's man. back to 80%. It's because it's a matchup yeah. with the Saints. You're probably right. And they have something to prove here. You're probably That's right. The whole reason. You're probably right. But I'm with Dr. A. Like why would you rush the guy back? You're thinking about the long haul and I know you know, the Rams keep making uh, these additions. They added Dante Fowler. Eventually, they're going to get a keep to lead back. People are talking about, you know, the Rams potentially going undefeated 16-0. and I mean, you almost want to lose a game at some point. You don't want to go into the playoffs undefeated because it just cre- creates a lot of pressure. Um, speaking of pressure, wow, tonight's game. Uh, I mean, two teams that both don't seem like they want to win. Uh, but from the, <laughs> they don't. from the 49ers side here, uh, C.J. Beathard is, quote, 50-50 exactly with a... Uh, with a wrist injury, and then Matt Breida just continues to deal with this ankle injury. But every single week, it's like he barely practices, but he still plays, and he's like mildly effective. So what do you have on those two guys for the 49ers game tonight against the Raiders? So quarterback-wise, this is a throwing wrist injury. So even if it's only a grade one, um, you know, this is a throwing hand injury. This makes it so much more worse than it, uh, you know, than kind of the minor classification that it's given. Um, you know, uh, you guys may be surprised at what I'm about to say, but this takes a while to heal. If you're talking about healing this type of injury, it is a optimal recovery time of three weeks. Okay, to really get this, because the moment he feels a little pain on throwing within the game, it's pretty much downhill from there. And so it's a grade one injury to the throwing hand slash wrist. Week 11 is where we see it right now. He is he right now. He's not even at 50 percent in our mind, that wrist. It's at 44 percent elevated injury risk at 21 percent. But, you know, that's where he is. Matt Breida. Uh, you know, again, we are all we've been saying over and over week 10, week 10, week 10, and he keeps coming back and playing and having really ineffective uh, types of starts. And it's because, you know, he is he's not at peak health and he's at high injury risk and he needs to stay so that is num- stay off the field. So his numbers get back into that peak health above 80 percent type of mark. And he just slowly getting there because he continues to play and he continues to set himself back every time he plays through this type of injury. So I have two takes here, Greg. Give it, it sucks for Matt Breida because it's a great matchup. Over the last month, the Oakland Raiders have allowed the most fantasy points to opposing running backs. So it, it's a great matchup for Breida. I have a feeling that they're going to just rush him back out there again because that's what he's continued to do. Um, but I, I look, he's in the flex discussion for tonight. As for the 49ers, I wouldn't be surprised if Beathard doesn't play, but here's your hot take, Greg. Nick Mullins gets either knocked out or benched at some point. Tom Savage leads a Ryan Fitzpatrick comeback tonight. You're going to see. It's going to be like the wildest Thursday night game of all time. Ryan Fitzpatrick. Wow. Okay. (laughs) <laughs> I think took a step back at that. By the way, um, Frank, my buddy asked me a question in regards to the Thursday night game, so if you can give him a quick answer, that'd be great. He asked, Devontae Parker, Deshaun Jackson, David Moore, and Marquise Goodwin. Pick two. How does this affect Thursday night? Marquise Goodwin. Oh, Marquise Goodwin. Well, he's out of that discussion. Okay. It was who? Devontae Parker. Parker, Deshaun Jackson, David Moore. Uh, Devontae Parker. Matchups here. All right, going up against the Jets. I'll go to Dr. A. You think about it. You think about it. It's my friend. Um, We're talking to Dr. A from Inside Injuries. And, Doc, we saw that Tyreek Hill return to practice this uh, yesterday. There's a big scare about if he would be good to go. What is his injury and how serious is it? Grade one groin injury, wide receiver, you know, um, doesn't, you know, hamstring injuries are much worse for wide receivers. So this grade one groin, he should heal, takes two weeks. Okay. So, you know, I know he's full practice. He did full practice Wednesday, which is a good sign. However, we really and strongly don't believe he should play this week. He should give a week rest and come back on week at week 10 because he's at 60% right now. 
by game time. Um, you know, I don't. I think they're playing Sunday, right? The Chiefs playing Sunday. Yes, they I think are. so. Yep. Mm-hmm. Right. Yep, yep, yeah. Yep. So by so by Sunday, I think he'll be at 70, 72, 73 percent. Um, you know, so one more week, he'll be well above 80 percent back to peak health. But if he comes back this week, he won't be anywhere near where he should be. So yeah, one more week is what we're recommending. Well, I like the sound of that too. As a sure Sammy Watkins do. owner, I'm Greg, sure you do. Chris Venture downstairs licking his chops for Sammy Watkins. Uh, and of course, this is going to be the game <laughs> where we get excited about Watkins and he lets us down, of course. Uh, doctor, I want to ask you about Sony Michelle. Uh, you know, obviously still dealing with this knee injury. I feel like the smartest thing to do is to just rest him through their bye. I believe this team has a week 11 bye. Like, it sucks for fantasy, but. Kind of going back to what we've talked about with the other running backs all season long, like especially running backs of this caliber, just give your guys the opportunity to heal and get healthy, especially for a team like the Patriots who want to make a run deep into the postseason. So, Sony Michelle, do we expect him this week? And if he does play, what level of, of, of effectiveness will he be at? The pathway that the Patriots should take is is such, and it doesn't make any sense to de- deter off this path. They have a week 11 bye. This is perfect. He's supposed to come back and under our algorithms and metrics on week 11. So he really actually gets another week to rest. Patriots are winning. You know, they want him to be deep into the season. There is no rhyme or reason why he shouldn't come back until week 12 after the week 11 bye. Give him some more time to rest. Be mm-hmm. careful. Be safe. Yeah. Will they do that? That's that's the question. Do we see him this week? And especially in a matchup against the Packers. Yep. Kind of similar situation to the to the Rams playing Cooper Cup. You you probably don't want to play Sony Michelle if you're the Patriots, but if you kind of want to put your foot in the ground and, you know, prove that you can hang with, you know, the the, the upper echelon teams in the NFL, I mean they might want to go out there and hammer the the Packers and Maybe their thinking is to do that. We need Sony Michelle on the field. But, but you may you may lose Sony Michelle for the rest of the year if you do that. That's the thing. You may just lose it. I mean, yeah. I agree with Doctor A, but the thing is, do the Patriots agree? That's that's the question that we'll find out. Yeah. See what we'll see what he does in the next uh, couple of days of practice. But... If he doesn't play, sneaky play Cordero Patterson. Oh, man, that's just that's got to be in the deepest of leagues. You, I mean, you your whole team pretty much has to be in a bye. I wouldn't want to depend on that. We're talking to Dr. Ray from Inside Injuries. Doc, I mentioned Tyreek Hill being out uh, or leaving the game early this past Sunday. Well, also in a sneaky way, Stephon Diggs left the game early on Sunday, and he did not practice yesterday. What's the latest you're reading and hearing on him? So um, second quarter last game, he did suffer this rib injury. We're listing it as a grade one. Um, I, most likely he did receive pain management and got back into the game. He had a great game last week, so um, it didn't really impact him, but didn't practice Wednesday. I think the Vikings are sort of touch and go on this. Um, we're recommending that he take, because wide receivers get hit in the thorax area, the chest area. And so if they know, if the op- opposing team knows that the, someone's playing through a rib injury, the rule of thumb is is when you tackle a guy go at that rib injury unfortunately that's just the way it is in order to prevent that they should rest him a week he's at 62 percent and 25 percent injury risk right now the reason why is because of of the, the hits that wide receivers take to their chest area and so one more week he should completely recover it's a grade one injury it's not a fracture or anything like that he just needs time to heal and to get uh, you know to get past this point if he does play this week look out for the first four or five hits and then and boom, he may be on the sideline for the rest of the game. And Stefan Diggs, typically a guy who has been injury prone the yes. past couple of years. So Stay I think, healthy for the most part this year, but yeah. yeah. The Vikings need to protect him from himself too, especially in what is not a great matchup going up against the Detroit Lions. Stefan Diggs typically plays on the outside. It seems like he would be shadowed by Darius Slay a lot in that game. We know Adam Thielen it plays predominantly the slot this season where he has dominated, and cover corners don't typically move into the slot, so I don't expect that to happen. Uh, Doc, I want to ask you about another marquee wide receiver here, and that's Mike Evans, who actually didn't practice on Wednesday due to a knee injury. What's the latest on Mike Evans, and should we expect him this week? So other than hamstring injuries, knee injuries are, you know, the second most impactful to wide receivers. Um, and so uh, it's, a, it's a grade one knee injury. Didn't practice Wednesday, as you said. Um, and the optimal recovery for this is two weeks. So right now, conservatively, week 10 is when he should come back. I know that they're kind of downplaying this injury, but based on all of his previous stats and previous injury history, you know, we're only showing him right now at 57% by game time, um, you know, he should be back up to 65, 70%, you know, 
maybe 10% less than peak, probably be up in above average category. But if you really want to wait till he gets to peak, it'll be week 10, not week nine. So, um, you know, that's really kind of the, the situation there. I mean, if they can afford it, they, they, should be, they should rest him for a week and come back week 10. I assume there's no way they rest him, right, Frank? Yeah, I mean, look, the Bucks, the Bucks need him. If they if they yeah, have any Ryan different Fitzpatrick, situation, Ryan Fitzpatrick needs him. <laughs> yeah, to have any opportunity against the Carolina Panthers. Uh, but I, I will say, going back to what you asked me the question earlier, I think the change to Ryan Fitzpatrick helps Deshaun Jackson. Maybe the fact that Mike Evans is not 100 percent also helps Deshaun Jackson, who wanted to get traded at the deadline, but that didn't happen. So, sure. uh, to answer your buddy's question, Deshaun Jackson is definitely one of them. And depending on Doctor A's next answer, that is how we're going to feel about Devontae Parker. Because Doc, I want to ask you about. Uh, Kenny Stills, who didn't play last week, but now uh, looks like he's been practicing in limited fashion. Uh, do we expect Kenny Stills to go this week? Because obviously that would affect the fantasy output of one Devontae Parker. So that's uh, a dual. It, it's a two-part <laughs> two answer. So, uh, you know, so this particular injury is a groin injury. It's a grade one groin. Um, you know, he injured it week seven and it's a minor groin injury. And for wide receivers, they heal this pretty quickly when they rest and he has um, rested, you know, and so two weeks recovery. He He's uh, for this particular injury. We're projecting week nine. So he's on track for that. However, before the injury started, he was already at elevated injury risk and close to high injury risk. So we kind of predicted this injury a little bit. And now because of this injury, he's not coming back to normal numbers. He's at the highest he's going to get is 73% right now. And that's where he is. So if he comes back and plays, which he should, he'll be at 73%. He won't be at peak health. And guess, get, look at this number, 29% injury risk in this next game coming up. That's a one in a three chance almost <laughs> to get injured again. So he is a great player, you know, but you know, don't be surprised if he will get injured in this game. It's just because of his history and, you know, his player nucleus and his injury injuries that he sustained previously. It's just the way it is, but his groin injury will be healed. <laughs> Greg, I want to uh, I want to correct what I uh, what I said before when I was asking Doctor A about Stills uh, because there was there were reports yesterday that he did practice right, and then I they saw updated that. that report and said that he didn't practice. So he was actually. around, but it wasn't. So he's around. I think even if he's on the field this week, he's more of a decoy than anything. Probably. I like Devontae Parker, especially in this matchup against the Jets. Over the last month, the Jets have allowed the fourth most fantasy points to opposing wide receivers. So I'll go with Deshaun Jackson and Devontae Parker to answer your buddy's question. Okay, Devontae good, Parker. It's a good answer. Jackson. Inside injury supports that answer. There you go. Dr. <laughs> A supports the answer. Stamp I love of it. approval. Doc, just a couple more for you, and I wanted to get into some of these young running backs. Royce Freeman missed last week uh, with Denver. We saw Devontae Booker get a chance to step up. Will Royce Freeman play this week for the Broncos? Well, we, he shouldn't, um, you know, grade two high ankle sprain. It's not a soft tissue or grade one. This is actually level uh, to the level of a grade two, uh, you know, injured week seven um, and he missed week eight and he's di he didn't practice on Wednesday. So this is a typical four week recovery time. He was low injury risk and in peak health before this injury. So he can get back to peak health right now because of his, you know, limited injury history. He's, he's back into low injury risk, but his his performance prediction is 54 percent right now. So he's nowhere near completely to peak health yet. And so that 54% can get up to 85, 90%. You just have to wait till week 11, unfortunately. Well, that's not unfortunate, actually. It's, yeah, that helps you because it's quite, it's quite you're, fortunate. you're a Devontae Booker <laughs> owner. Uh, and yeah, this matchup against the Texans, we just saw what he did last week. He ran very effectively. You know, he'll probably be in that 10 to 15 touch range again. So he... He comes in as a as a low-end flex option against the Texans. Philip Lindsay, once again, a high-end RB2. Not as good of a matchup this week, uh, but we still do like Philip Lindsay. Doc, I want to ask you about yep. my J-E-T-S. Jets, Jets, Jets. <laughs> Quincy Inunua did not practice on Wednesday. Still dealing with this ankle injury. Uh, you know, they gave him like a two- to four-week timetable. Obviously, uh, he's, he's been injury-prone in the past, too. Um, do we expect Quincy Inunua back this week, or is he still a couple of weeks away? Yeah, I mean, for this particular injury, it's a grade two high ankle sprain, and uh, we're looking at week 10, so he shouldn't come back at week nine. But this is a guy, unfortunately, um, you know, he's had a multitude of injuries. His player nucleus looks like it's busting out of its seams. There's so many injuries in the past. He was high injury risk before this injury, and he's going to stay there at, he's at 40% injury risk right now, 40%, and below average at 41% of performance prediction. This is a guy, if he plays this week, you 
even if he's potentially healed in week 10 or, you know, in week 10 from this particular high ankle sprain, this is a guy we would call in fantasy terms that you got to get off your roster. You have to find value for him with somebody else. So it looks like Quincy Newman not going to play this week. Uh, if you're still holding on to him, I think for PPR, we saw what he did earlier in the year when he got all those targets. So uh, even if he plays, don't trust him this week, but you know, maybe uh, come next week's time. Again, I'm just going to continue to hammer down on, on Chris Herndon this week as the bi-week replacement tight end. Um, the, the Dolphins have allowed five touchdowns to tight ends over their last three games. I'm done with the Jermaine Curse thing after being burned for the last two yeah. weeks. I only bring up Chris Herndon because he's the only Jets pass catcher that you want to rely on in this matchup. All right, Dr. A, we appreciate the time. Thank you so much for joining us, man. Thanks, guys. Have a good week. Awesome. There you go. Week 10. Dr. A uh, approved is your answer to my buddy. There you go. Devontae Parker. He's approved. He's going to be really mad at you tonight at Marquise Goodwin's course. Uh, Wait. On to the next one. Okay, indeed. (laughs) When we come back, we reveal Frankie's quarterback and tight end rankings and take your telephone calls at 844-843-6879. Come on back, will you? If you're someone that needs fantasy sports advice every day, the Fantasy Sports Radio Network has you covered. When you download the FNTSY Sports Radio Network app, you get the top fantasy advice every single day right through the weekend. Be sure to listen to our weekend warriors like College Football Today. Welcome to College Football Today weekend fantasy update. They call me the fantasy Jesus. In this league, it is never short of exciting at ITL. And so much more. Download the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app in the iTunes and Google Play Store now. And keep the best fantasy experts right in your pocket all day long and all week long. Fantasy Best Friends Forever Fantasy Sports Radio Network Here to remind you that if you enjoy playing daily fantasy sports But are sick of dealing with professionals using algorithms to select hundreds of lineups and entries Try the Props Builder tool at mybookie.ag Forget having to create multiple lineups, ditch the hassle of dealing with late lineup scratches, and avoid experts winning 90% of the money. Invest in the players that you want without salary caps. And if you sign up for a new account using the promo code FNTSY, you can receive a 50% deposit bonus. No more dealing with late lineup scratches, no experts to compete against, just you and the prop that you choose. Go to mybookie.ag, enter the promo code FNTSY when you sign up, and choose your matchups using the Props Builder tool. And that's mybookie.ag, and the promo code is... F-N-T-S-Y. 844-843-6879. 844-843-6879. Fill up those phone lines and we'll get to you and all of your questions uh, during the next 20 minutes of the program. Frankie, inside our YouTube chat right now, any uh, glaring questions? Yeah, uh, this one comes from Danny... Uh, Amendola? I don't really know how to say the next name. We'll just go with Danny Amendola. Yeah. Who is taller, Frank or Greg? Frank. Am I? Yeah, slightly, right? 100%. Should we, like, stand up so people could see? Wait, you're 5'10", yes? Uh, Ish. 5'9", 5'10". I'm 5'8". All right. So, undoubtedly me. Yay. Uh, would you drop Yeldon for Josh Adams? Jeremy McMahon is asking. Jeremy what? Jeremy McMahon. Oh, okay, cool. Uh, would I drop TJ Yeldon for Josh Adams? No, I would not. Why is that? Well... Josh Adams could be the early downs back coming out of the bye. Or he could be fourth. Good point. <laughs> TJ Yeldon's running backs. TJ Yeldon could be first or third. So that's, you know, that's pretty good. <laughs> so there you go. That just kind of shows you the wide range of possibilities when it comes to both running backs. Uh, I'm with Greg. I- I'll, uh, I'll keep TJ Yeldon there. Our boy Leland asks, Chris Carson, Chris Carson, Nick Chubb, Austin Eckler, or Sony Michelle? Yeah, I'm going to go with, I like Chris Carson for sure, based on the usage and how often the the Seahawks are running the football. Greg, do you realize that no team in football is running the ball more than the Seattle Seahawks? I did know that, actually. 2% yeah. of the time. We know because they don't pass the ball. It's crazy. They don't pass. It's absolutely crazy. Uh, I, I will go with Chris Carson, and who are the other options? Chris Carson, Nick Chubb, Austin Eckler. So uh, yeah, I'll go with Nick Chubb. I agree. I'll go with Nick Chubb against Kansas City. It's, it's Chubb and Carson. Both are inside my top 15 this week at running back. Ryan Stevens asks, Marvin Jones or Tyler Lockett? Tyler Lockett's been getting it done. He's just not seeing a ton of targets. A tougher matchup for Marvin Jones. We don't know who's going to see Xavier Rhodes, whether it's him or Kenny Galladay. But based on the way his targets have been trending up and the fact that Golden Tate is out of town, more opportunity for Marvin Jones. I'll take him. 
Okay. All right. That's um, one of those where you have to weigh opportunity and target share versus the matchup. Uh, Tyler Lockett, I mean, not a great matchup by any means either. The Chargers secondary is pretty good. Uh, but I would say it's an it's an easier matchup for Lockett, but there's more targets, more opportunity for Marvin Jones. Okay. Um, do one more from the chat before we get to your rankings. Sure. This week, David Moore or MVS comes from Samir. So we were just talking about the Chargers secondary, um, who are pretty much middle of the pack in it against wide receivers this year. Um, more points expected to be scored in the Patriots game. Oh, man, this is a tough one. Because, you know, like like you said, and we brought up David Moore. I mean, his targets have pretty much been right on par with Doug Baldwin and Tyler Lockett the past three games. Like, they're, it's it's a wide receiver by committee there. The thing is, yep. can you trust that? Mm-hmm. In, a, in a game with mm-hmm. the, the 53 and a half total, or, or 50, I think 56 and a half, more points expected in the Packers. Uh, it's risky just because we only have that one-week sample of all these Packers being healthy together. I'll take Marquez Valdez Scantling though. It's close. Good job by you. It's a good job by you. Like let's, that? Let's go to the phone lines, 844-843-6879. I do. Okay. For sure. 844-843-6879. We'll begin with Wes in California. What's up, Wes? Hey, good morning, fellas. What's going on, man? Not much, man. Just needed some help with my flex. You know, I got a Thursday night game with okay. one of my players. And um, I got my lineup set up. <clears throat> And um, just wanted to see if you guys could uh, help me adjust that if, if need be. But, uh, um, okay, so I ended up picking up DJ Moore, um, mm-hmm. you know, off the wire. Uh, I got uh, – I picked up Kiki Cutie, too. He was on there as well. And, um, you know, I got – my wide receivers are A.J. Green, who's on the bye. And um, I got – Devonta Adams playing in the in the in the number one spot. All right. So, what was your flex problem? Uh, great. Your lineup's awesome. What, oh. What's the flex question, dude? <laughs> my, oh, okay. So, my, in my flex right now, I have Brita as an option, or uh, the only other player that I have available is uh, OJ Howard. And I know it's not a, a, you know it's not always a good thing to play two tight ends, but if I would have did that last week, I would have had more of a a better chance to win last week if I had to play OJ Howard. <laughs> yeah, last week. But uh, yeah. So there so you go. Brita, what format OJ is this? Uh, full PPR. This is this is a great question because as I mentioned, it's it's a good matchup for Matt Breida tonight. But you risk him re-injuring himself. OJ Howard, who typically plays better with Ryan Fitzpatrick, going up against the Panthers, who I don't know if you realize this, Greg, allow the most fantasy points to opposing tight ends this year. They've allowed five touchdowns to be scored. They've also allowed two games uh, with over 100 receiving yards allowed to tight ends. I think I just kind of talked myself into O.J. Howard. I know it's crazy to run the two tight end set, but uh, I'm kind of worried about either this game getting out of hand tonight, you know, Matt Breeder re-injuring himself, um, just the overall effectiveness of the 49ers offense. I'll take O.J. Howard, who gets Ryan Fitzpatrick back as his quarterback. Yeah, I think I would too, especially good with, question, though. with Nick Mullins. It, it was a surprisingly good question because Nick Mullins at quarterback, potentially. Matt Breida, who could leave the game at any moment. Like, I like Breida. If he was healthy, I would start Breida. But yeah. he literally could play one play and be done with that ankle. It's risky, though, because it's a good matchup. That one so play could risky. go for, like, a 50-yard touchdown. Oh, I might change my mind. It sucks. I might change my mind. Dude, the Panthers are allowing the most fantasy points to opposing tight ends. Um I don't know if Wes is still there or not. I would like to know who his other tight end is because, you know, maybe that other tight end isn't all that great. Um, Travis Kelsey. Travis Kelsey. All right, he's, so you're using Kelsey. He's, he's right, yeah, I'm using O.J. Howard. I'm using O.J. Howard in PPR. I think I'm using Matt Breida. All right, you're going to have to call into the frenzy to get the deciding vote there. Go with Matt Breida. I'm sorry, man. I talked myself into Howard. Let's go to Jonathan in North Carolina. What's up, Jonathan? Hey, guys. I got a similar situation involving tonight. Um Due to obviously a lot of buys this week, I'm running the Corey Parsons special 12 <laughs> personnel at the moment, <laughs> two tight ends. Um, I'm just a little worried about George Kittle. Um, Fair enough. So what's the decision? 49ers, you know, pretty pretty heavily, and I'm just worried about Nick Mullins possibly playing tonight and you know laying an egg really. <laughs> All right. So what's your question? Um, George Kittle versus? I, I guess. Yeah. I, really, I'm. It's killing me on Thursday because everybody that I have available that's not on the buy is questionable. You know, Randall Cobb, Kiki Kute, uh, Peyton Barber, Davin Cook, I'm sure he's not going to play and played all year. Um, 
I feel like I don't have a better option, but. Well, well, hold on. Well, I think you do. Let's let's talk about this, right? If your option is at the flex with George Kittle versus Randall Cobb or Kiki Cutie or Kiki Cutie and Peyton Barber and and Peyton Barber, like three of those four guys are going to play, I believe. Right. Right. So you only are deciding between Kittle and those guys. Is that is that the only decision you have to make? One of those guys or George Kittle? Who's your other tight end? Trey Trey Burden is my other tight end. Yeah. So not. You know, it hasn't been great. Not Travis Kelsey. He's had one. Win. No, it's not. He's had one great game. <laughs> I'm going to be honest right. with you. I'm going to start Kittle at tight end. I agree. I'm going to start Kittle at tight end. Trey Burton as well. Even yeah. if Nick Mullins plays, he's going to need a safety valve. Middle of the field, George right. Kittle. Good matchup against the Raiders. Yeah. Just got torched by the Colts last week. Allowed three touchdowns to their tight ends. So I'm with you. I'm, right. I'm going to start Kittle at oh. tight end. Yeah, I'm going to start Kittle at tight end you. as well. And I think the, for the flex question, we'll, we'll see how it goes. I'm going to lean toward Peyton yeah. Barber, obviously. Frank hates Peyton Barber. It's a good Barber. call, too. You know why? You don't want a Thursday night player in your flex. Absolutely so you not. you Kittle at the tight end, and then Sunday yeah, you I've can decide him. between Trey Burton, <laughs> Dalvin Cook, Peyton Barber. But, you know, as right. more information comes out, whether these guys are going to play, look, you know, I don't like Peyton Barber. I, I've made that known all year. <laughs> But he's you know, he just got 18 carries last week. Yeah, going up against Carolina, right. the offense will be able to move the fall, the ball with Ryan Fitzpatrick at quarterback. So he could be a viable flex option, especially one that I would start over Trey Burton. Use Kittle tonight in the tight end. That's, that's why I have it set up now. I just I guess I kind of needed that. <laughs> you see the pep talk, man. That's what we're here for, John. Yeah, we just had to push him, push him towards the light. That's what we're here. For. That is George Kittle. Go. Let's go out next to Zach in Houston. What's going on, Zach? What's up, guys? I got a quick question. Sure. I got um, two spots. I want. I don't know who to start. Um, see, I got Duck Baldwin, uh, Lashawn McCoy. Um, who else? Uh, Lashawn McCoy, um, Randall Cobb, uh, Godwin, and uh, the Smith kid in uh, New Orleans. I need to stop two people. All right, two people. Doug Baldwin, LaShawn McCoy, Randall Cobb, Mar- uh, Chris Godwin, or Trey Quan Smith. Two of those guys, Frankie. What format is this? Yep. Uh, uh, full point, full point uh, PPR. So, full point PPR. Oh, man. Uh, I, I wanted to use LaShawn McCoy right out of the gate, because, but he faces the faces Bears. Buff- yeah, the Bears. And it's going to be... They're not going to move. That's just going to be a brutal game. But we Peterman. saw last week, he led the team in targets, led the team in receptions. Peterman! It was the only way. Peterman! So I assume you're not using LaShawn McCoy, Greg? The one guy, no, he's but, on a bench. The one guy I'm, I'm using that I'm locking in first is going to be Chris Godwin. Mike Evans is banged up. Rivas Patrick is going to throw the ball a lot. Okay. I like Chris Godwin a lot this week. Yeah, okay. I, I think I think that's a good call. Um, Doug Baldwin again. We're going to continue to talk about the yeah. Seahawks wide receivers. Yep. They just kind of spread the ball out to everybody. Um, you know, they're actually expecting more points tonight uh, than I would have thought in this game between the uh, the Chargers and the Seahawks. I would use Baldwin as of right now. I would I would lock in Baldwin and Chris Godwin, Randall Cobb. Packers wide receiver snaps were kind of all over the place last week. Lashawn McCoy bad matchup against the Bears. Peterman. Starting and Traquan Smith, you know, I understand the allure of Traquan Smith. He's young, he's filling in for the Ted Ginn role. Ted Ginn was a top 36 wide receiver one year ago. But you look at the way that this Saints offense and team has been trending defense playing better, they're running the football more. I understand there's a huge game total in this one between the Rams and the Saints. I'm not on Traquan Smith the way that everybody else is. He's had one phenomenal game. There's no doubt about that. It was against Washington on Monday Night Football, so the whole world got to see it. But I'm not in on Traquan Smith the way that everybody else is. I agree, dude. I'm not, like, Jim Saunders loves Traquan Smith this week. I don't get it. I really don't. Because people people still think that Drew Brees is going to be the Drew Brees from earlier on in the season. They've already it's gone back to that last Drew Brees year, of last year. With Mark Ingram back. When we were, we were questioning whether we should start Josh McCown or Drew Brees last year. The answer is Josh McCown. And, that you know, I don't want to say that we're back there, but the past three games hasn't thrown the ball more than 30 times in each one of these games. They're back to playing good defense and running the football. I like the under in this contest, Greg. 60 points between the Saints and the Rams. I told you this yesterday. I'm with you. I'm with you. you said don't do that with the Rams. I think, we see a lot of, I, th- I think we see a lot of running on both sides of the football here. Uh, with that, we're going to sign off YouTube for today. We're still going to take your calls till the end of the show. That's cool with you. Do you have anything else you need to get out? All right. So we'll take your calls through the rest of the program. But coming up next on our YouTube stream is Corey Parson, Jim Day, and Chris Ventura. They're the hosts of the Fantasy Football Frenzy. For us, 
Is Venture allowed to talk today? Oh, we'll find out. <laughs> you're listening to the podcast, subscribe, give us five stars, leave a comment. We strongly appreciate it. And for next week, for uh, tomorrow, we'll be, of course, live back here at this time on the Pursuit Network. So that'll be exciting. Uh, we'll go live here for the next five minutes or so. We continue on the phone lines, Frank, at 844 843 6879. And we go to Tom in Long Island. What's up, Tom? Yeah, hey, guys. How's it going? What's going on, man? All right. Here, yep. Uh, here's the question. Um, it's a half point PPR. Should I drop? I just heard you guys talking about this. Should I drop Taylor Gabriel and pick up Anthony Miller or MVS Whoa. for this week going forward? My other uh, three wide receivers are Cooper Cup, Ty, and Juju. But going good. forward, I was, I was they're not throwing it. Yeah, so that's that's actually good. I think in his scenario. With those three wide receivers, you're trying to set up long-term. You're not, you're not worried about this week because you're going to start those three guys this week. Oh, you can't start Hilton. He's going to buy. Um, you're starting Juju. You're starting Cup um, this week. So for the last spot, you got MVS, Taylor Gabriel, Anthony Miller. Number one, would you drop Gabriel for Miller? Would you drop Gabriel for MVS? Would you just have Gabriel? What, what would you do? Yeah, so Taylor Gabriel's production and his usage has gone down since Anthony with Miller Anthony has Miller returned. returned. Yeah. I mean, it's back-to-back games for Anthony Miller with at least seven targets. Again, they're using him more so out of the slot and continue to hammer this home this year as well. This is the year of the slot receiver. They liked Anthony mm-hmm. Miller a lot coming into the season, uh, and it's been a direct correlation with him returning and Taylor Gabriel's production going down. And also once Allen Robinson returns as well, it's just another mouth to feed in this offense. I actually do like Anthony Miller more Moving forward, uh, the Packers wide receivers, while MVS did play the second most amount of snaps uh, at the wide receiver position for them, I mean, it could kind of just be a hot hand approach. Could be one week Geronimo Allison, one week Randall Cobb. We like MVS. I, you know, I would, I would choose Anthony Miller of this group, Greg. I think I probably would too. Am I just buying too much into the past two weeks? So I just, I like the fact that he's being used in the slot. In the slot, yeah. He's had a safe floor yep. of targets the past two weeks. The Matt Nagy offense has been a fun one. I don't expect much scoring in this game against the Bills, but again, we're talking about the long term. I think Anthony Miller's kind of set up to have a nice second half here. 844-843-6879. I agree with Thanks, you. Thanks, guys. Sounds man. good. Especially in the slot, I, I agree with you, and that's why I like him as well. Let's go out to California, or back to California, and let's talk to Johnny. What's up, Johnny? Greggy! Johnny! <laughs> How you guys doing? Frankie! Johnny! I got, I- Actually, got two questions for you guys. Just lower the lower us a little bit. I hear myself yeah, in the lower background. Lower us in the background. Okay. I got two questions. All right. I I I have a running back situation. I need to see. I got uh, Nick Chubb, Carryon Johnson, uh, Kenyon Drake, and Chris Carson. I need to start two. All right, it's a good crew. Uh, Listen, it's a good what, what format is this? It's a uh, standard. Standard, okay. okay. So Non-PPR. Very interesting. All right, I have my two, Frank. Those are the rankings that I have done right now. I have, my, I have my two. Let's see if it's the same two. It is Nick Chubb and Chris Carson. I agree with you. That's exactly where I'm going with. Those are the two. Uh, it, it's a good matchup for Kansas City. I know. I kind of want to see a wait-and-see approach with Baker Mayfield because I don't know if they're going to throw the ball much. I think they're going to try and keep Patrick Mahomes off the field and to do that, they're going to run the football a lot. They, I think they take a conservative approach in this game. They feed Nick Chubb. It's a good matchup against the Chiefs. Chris Carson, you look at his usage, the way that the Seahawks offensive line is playing right now, I'm going to use him. But I will say, all four of those guys are ranked between 12 and 20 for me. So it is very close. Oh, cool. And then my other uh, situation was, I, 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 I either start Fitzmagic or I start uh, Trubisky. Fitzmagic or Trubisky this yeah, Fitz, week, Fitzpatrick is a top 10 quarterback for me this week. The Bills defense has played well. Only a 37-point total in that game. I'm going to use Fitzmagic. All right, Fitzmagic because he's the, the gunslinger. I like Trubisky and I like the Bears, but the Bills defense is nothing to sneeze at, as the Patriots will tell you. Tom Brady did nothing in that game. Sure. For Frank Stanfield, I'm Greg Sussman. Fantasy Football Frenzy comes your way next. Thank you so much for watching the Fantasy Best Friends Forever. We'll do it all again tomorrow. We hope. hope.